Welcome to Team Talk from Team Kinetic, the podcast that takes a deeper dive into volunteer management with me, Chris Martin. Welcome to Team Talk from Team Kinetic with me, Chris Martin, where we get to know someone who's trying to make a bit of a difference to volunteers and volunteering. And today's guest is very much a good example of someone who's really trying to make a difference by invigorating a whole city to volunteer. Claire Troop is Project Manager at uh, Manchester City Council's Volunteer Inspire Programme, otherwise known as Manchester VIP. Welcome to the pod, Claire. We always like to start with uh, getting to know you a little bit in, in these, uh, in these uh, podcasts and trying to understand a little bit about how you've ended up in the, this random world of volunteer management. To try and understand people's different journeys into becoming a volunteer manager. So I guess you know, start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you've ended up as a volunteer manager for Manchester City Council. I've worked at the council for um, about 16 years now in a variety of roles, Um, things like child protection, um, environmental strategy, lots of different roles. Um, And my previous, previous to this job that I've moved into um, about nine months ago, I was in a neighbourhood team, so that's very much a frontline service and you're out in communities um, working with local um, ward members to deliver improvements within um, communities. Um, A lot of our work was framed around what's known as the R Manchester strategy, which is a 10 year strategy for the city. Um, And that's around, um, there's lots of elements to that, but it's very much around starting from strengths and how we can really maximise the the positives and some of the um, ideas and capacity that's already there within communities and how we build on that. So that's my my last job was um, based within the neighbourhood teams. And as part of that, you you work with the community and volunteers a lot. So that really sort of um, sparked my interest in that area of work. And then when this job, um, this opportunity came up, I thought it sounds really interesting. Um, I felt like I had the base of good experience to build on that. And um, we'd known about Manchester VIP for some time within the neighbourhood services. And then it was felt like a really good move for me to give it a go and see whether I could drive and develop the project. Brilliant. And was there anything particular about sort of the world of volunteering that was of interest to you when you first sort of got involved? I suppose it's quite um, eye-opening, really, just how much volunteers do. And maybe, you know, it's it can be something that um, as a council, as somebody in a work setting, we take for granted. So actually, it's quite overwhelming, particularly over the pandemic, how much volunteers made a real difference to communities Um, and actually you know they're just there behind the scenes so it was was quite um, an eye-opener really and just looking at the variety of volunteering that goes on now you know it's just it's massive there's so much happening across the city so yeah it's quite it's quite inspiring really that people are are doing so much. It's an interesting one for us as a as an organization because when you when you work with the sort of the charitable sector there's an awful lot of the volunteer managers that are in there that have ended up in there because of their own personal history or experience. Uh, they've got a relationship or they're cause driven. And then when you come over to sort of the local authority side where people have sort of ended up there from a career path perspective, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of these um, one of these sort of areas we think is really interesting as to the role of the volunteer manager. If, if we're going to sort of move this uh, this sector on, the professionalization of the volunteer manager's skills. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what your thoughts were around that and how well you felt uh, prepared specifically for the, the job itself 
and then the support around that if you if you if you were aware of anything that might have been there to support you what your what your thoughts were around you know the job of volunteer manager what your what your expectations were before you got it and now that you're in it how how well those two things match i guess is the question i suppose for me because my role is a project manager that sort of framed what i thought i would be doing and therefore yeah. there's some transferable skills in that isn't there so i've tried to bring over some of that experience that i've got in my previous roles and apply that to this but i didn't you know i knew about um Manchester VIP, as I said, I knew about that system. I knew about Mac um, that's working within Manchester yeah. as well. But I didn't have any massive um, expectations in terms of what a, being a volunteer manager is and what that involves. Yeah. Um, and there's from, you know, there's different levels, isn't there, in terms of that? You know, you've got those community organisations working really hyper locally yeah. and there's volunteer management happening there. And then you've got the larger organisations like the MLCO and, and City Council, MAC, etc., that are looking at it in a wider context. So yeah. I suppose once you get into volunteer management, you realise how much is going on and actually there's quite a lot of overlap. And I think trying to sort of navigate some of that has been quite interesting. And I think thinking about it from the volunteers perspective, how they volunteer and how they access that volunteering is something that maybe we need to sort of get a little bit better at, you know, from a sort of city council and partnership approach. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's another good one as well. What we, what we and I think you'll, you'll testify to this is the city council is quite good on the strategic side of it, what they want to achieve as a city. But as you rightly said, as I said there, sometimes the disconnect between what they want to do and then the realities of what's going on on the ground mm. can be quite, quite a tricky um tricky sort of set of ideas to align as to this yeah. is the ambition versus this is the reality of what we've actually got to deal with day to day and it's so it changes so much isn't it doesn't it you know that that local what's happening on the ground does change so quickly um yeah. in all areas you know that's the world we live in now but certainly you know the voluntary sector so I think I think it's been really interesting and I suppose I'm still learning some of that. I'm still relatively new. I can't keep saying I'm new to role, but I am quite, quite new. So um, it's quite interesting for me um, to sort of understand that. Well, I guess just for anybody who's listening, would you like to explain a little bit about the, the sort of brief history of the Manchester VIP from uh, sort of your understanding of it? Yeah, so it, it developed... Um, following the commonwealth games because it was a sports offer so there was lots of people interested in volunteering and took part in volunteering when we had the commonwealth games in the city um, and so it was a sport a means to capture all those volunteers and then in 2018-19 um, it moved then from a single service approach to across what we call the neighborhoods directorate within the city council um, so at that point, um, the offer was extended out to cover volunteering opportunities in uh, parks and green spaces, in what we call our neighbourhood teams, libraries and galleries, and the sports and leisure, so Manchester Active as it's known now. So at that point, those services within the neighbourhood directorate signed up to using Manchester VIP and the volunteer opportunities then became much broader. Yep. Um, so that's how it's been working since that point. And so it's basically a brokerage offer. So it's yep. very much framed around um, linking people that want to volunteer. They don't have to live in Manchester to two opportunities to take part in volunteering within the Manchester boundaries. And I guess when you go from a, uh, a more targeted sort of specific offer, which was uh, where it was sports and major events when it first sort of started, it, it grew very strong in that one particular sector. 
what's been the big challenges as you rolled out across you know a city approach at Manchester scale and size what are the what are the big challenges you face with that um I think it's been difficult into the challenges have been around that uptake within those areas that have joined Manchester VIP at a later yeah. time and thinking about the formal it's not a formal process but it's a more formal way of yeah. monitoring and managing volunteers that than perhaps we had previously so yeah. moving that into services that are very busy that are going through lots of changes lots of you know lots lots of staff changes and whatever else priority changes so that's been a, a challenge i think when it first came into being and it was first extended across those services it did start to be the uptake and then obviously the pandemic came yeah and that obviously um that the opportunities <laughs> yeah, the opportunities to volunteer just weren't weren't there. You know, you couldn't go to a library. The libraries weren't open, for example. Yeah. So all of that, um, the momentum, you know, sort of stopped at that point, really. Yeah. And we're just, I feel like probably the next last couple of months, you know, that we started to move on from that. And the activities definitely increased in terms of the opportunities for people. Yeah. And when you um, when you sort of took this approach, uh, the sort of city, this more citywide approach, and you're trying to get these services on board. Is there any any hints or tips that you could sort of share with everybody that might be listening as to how you engage, uh, like I say, really busy services that are already stretched enough, uh, you know, in many cases, for, to become a slightly more to offer a slightly more formal volunteer offer mm. when they've sort of been getting away in some cases with a with a more ad hoc approach. Is there anything you anything you've learned from the last uh, couple of months of, of trying to get people on board and creating opportunities? Um, certainly have your champions within your services. So we have a user group, which is really, they're really key to help me in terms of that messaging and keeping yeah. Manchester VIP and volunteering on the agenda. Um, so we have reps from each of the services that we're working with and we meet regularly trying to think about making it as simple as possible for people you know yeah. selling the benefits of using a system like Manchester VIP versus not and for me, there's there's some key positives in terms of data collection, data protection, um, streamlining services, um, yeah. the impact on people's time and all that sort of stuff that I think been trying to sort of promote within those services and with pe with the communities that we're working with. Um, and just getting 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 out there and getting speaking to people, you know, making sure we've got good comms making sure our social media's working well um you know making sure people have got access to any training and support they need things like revising all the manuals we've got you know help tips and help it, it, it sounds quite dry doesn't it but it's all the important stuff to that that foundation needs to be there and the support materials and you know someone yeah. at the end of the phone when they've got a problem needs to be you need to have, yeah. you know be in that position that if someone's stuck with something you can be there to help them quite quickly yeah, definitely. And just getting out at events, you know, I've yeah. been out at a few things recently, the team, you know, things like our staff conference, but also community facing events. So they're really important just to get out there, have a stall, talk to people about volunteering and what we do. And um, I guess it might be worth talking as well about, you know, letting people know the size of your team when it comes to you've got this you've got this quite big uh, agenda for volunteering for Manchester. Mm -hmm. It might be worth just sharing with people, you know, who's involved in that from your standpoint. So we have, I have, there is um, a responsible officer for the project who's who's a strategic leader neighbourhood, so who also leads on volunteering. There's myself, um, and then we have a business support officer, Joe. 
working on the project full time and and that's our team that's our core team but then we're supported as i said by the user group yeah um so they have their you know they have their day-to-day job but they also pick up manchester vip um on behalf of their teams so it's, so, it's a challenge yeah it's a challenge, it is a it? challenge yes. Yeah. yes you know you've got a lot of uh, a lot of people to speak to there and one of the things that we again when we look at the sort of the difference between our more traditional sort of charitable sector clients versus our local authority clients is exactly what you just said there is the in the local authority often you are quite arm's length from the the services and that it being able to encourage them and support them is 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 often the big challenge when they've got lots and lots of other competing um things for their attention yeah other uh, you know uh, priorities that's the one i was looking for I think having um we have a board as well which is really helpful um yeah. so we've got that strategic buy-in i think that that has reps from all of the services that um are signed up with manchester vip along with um comms as well so i think having that buy-in at that level is 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 really helpful for for the project so i'm thinking for you personally as you now you're, like i say you're not you're, you're still new but you're not dead new what do you think maybe would be helpful for yourself in terms of you know, professional development and support to help you with the job? Is there anything out there from the voluntary sector that would be useful to to have, or anything anything sort of you've identified as thinking oh, it'd been it'd been helpful to know that before I started? I think um, some of the work that we've we've started, Chris, a few months ago around developing that network of yeah. um, volunteer managers across the city I think that's really helpful because particularly if you're new to this area just hearing their stories and learning from each other is really helpful um so that's useful and I think that's something that building that network would be would help I think I mean that in itself for Manchester is a is a job on its own isn't it if you think mm-hmm. you've got the museums you've got the parks you've got the services that are related to the local authority but not delivered by the local authority it's a it's a you know, it's a substantial network uh yeah. of organizations that have some kind of volunteer element and you then you've got the sort of the other body which is uh, uh mac which is the local volunteer center and third so it's a, it is a substantial network of people and organizations that are doing stuff and the city council plays this really interesting role in the middle of this potentially enablers and facilitators but also doing their own thing within their own volunteering so it's a it's a real it's a sort of a really dynamic picture as to what's going on across the city i think yeah and i think for for volunteers for new and existing volunteers, we need to make it as simple as possible at that front door so that they yeah. feel that no matter what route they come in, it needs to be, you know, sensible and easy for them to access what they want to get involved with. Yeah. So you know, the challenge for us is to make sure there's really good opportunities that people want to take part in and we're getting volunteers signed up and that and they find that's it that system really easy and and you know they can access what they want to do when they want to do it i think that's really key on what is quite a complex picture locally and wider yeah. than that if you were uh if you, where would you go and ask for sort of support and help on this kind of thing what where, where your where your go-to people when you're a bit like hmm, what do i do about this or what what's the next step here is there uh if you got sort of that support structure around you because it is something that our work we we spoke to um we spoke to a couple of guys from the association of volunteer managers in some of the earlier podcasts mm. and it, they they acknowledged that the traditional voluntary sector sort of support mechanisms don't support local authorities mm. and i just wondered if you had any thoughts on where you would go to if you had a question about i don't know a particular sort of structure or process for you know setting up a volunteer strategy for the city for example who, who's the 
I'd probably go to who I, you know, you talk to who you know, don't you, who I know in the city council. And then I'd, you know, I might ask yourself, Chris, and say, do you know, have you got any links? I might speak to my colleague, you know, colleagues in Mark and just sort of find my way, really. Um, I I wouldn't say there's any formal, you know, I'd speak to my line manager and everything. I don't think there is any formal sort of structure around that. But yeah, I'd speak to policy about a strategy and sort of start from there and, and see how I got on really. And like I say you're sort of how long have you been doing it now? Did you start you just you started before COVID, didn't you? No. No, o- you just started, October yeah. last year. October last year, that was it. And so you know, so you you come in just over six months into the into the post. Mm-hmm. Uh how are you finding it? It's great. It's been really interesting actually. I've learned loads and I've done it's it's a minefield like I said I think it's a minefield understanding the system has been really you know useful and and times challenging for me because I'm not necessarily very good at technology but I've found my way around it and I feel really confident using that so that's been really helpful that I can help people and signpost people appropriately um but yeah it's been it's been really interesting um and there's a lot to do I suppose I think there's you know it feels like a, a really good projects are really interesting and meaningful and worthwhile thing to be involved in and I just want to sort of keep the momentum going with it really. This is another thing that we we often and this is across all sort of voluntary sector organizations and people that use volunteers is is how do you tell your story what's that what what have you found I know you're like say only about six months in but have you found any sort of effective way to be able to uh, tell your story back to sort of senior stakeholders in the project to, to make sure that it doesn't get forgotten about and volunteering doesn't end up as another sort of side uh, item like it was maybe before the pandemic the pandemic was a an amazing shot window for what volunteers could do in the community i think mm. but how do how do you as a volunteer manager to help continue keeping volunteering and the importance of volunteers at the sort of the top of that agenda at a local authority level i think um being able to influence things like the service plans um making sure that it's cited you know it's it's in there manchester vip volunteering's within people's priorities for their um for the their service area and their yeah. team action plans that board membership and having a good board that's that's bought into the project you know thinking about some of the um the kpis we're getting off off our system and i know we've been reviewing some of that to make sure that they, they work for what we need as as a city council and also each of those services yeah. um, so that we can report up and we can report to teams um, about the impacts of volunteering. Thinking about, you know, linking in with those volunteers a bit more and getting some of those stories from volunteers, I think is really powerful, but also from the providers. Um, so I know that's something that I want to develop with our comms team um, and try to do a bit of that around volunteers week. So get some yeah. little stories from people. Um, to, over that week so things like that really but I think you know it I suppose it's all things like having a blog and doing things this is a good yeah. idea isn't it you said yeah. you weren't technical <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned our Manchester and, and I mean Manchester's quite it's quite dynamic when it comes to things like this I think it is quite forward thinking as a city how does it how does that sort of strategic sort of approach and this, uh, this sort of corporate goal of the city council to have more uh, local community involvement. How does how's that sort of helped and how does that play into your ability to get the right people in the rooms when you need them, like I say, on the board and things like that? Um, I think if you look at some of the, the priorities of the strategy, it, it really fits with with some of the aspirations of um, 
of the projects. Yeah. So, it, you know, if you when you go on our website, it's all branded around the R Manchester. It's really, you know, it, it's it's informed and influenced by that strategy. I think yeah. all the way through, it's about um, people within those communities making positive change and feeling able to influence and support what's happening locally. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely feeds through what we're doing as a as a project. Um, we have an our Manchester investment board and we need to we report up to them as well so that they, they are they're cited on the program and what we're doing so I do think it's it's in it's just been reviewed at year five it's a 10-year strategy so we've got you know four and a half years left yeah, of that still strategy time to go. <laughs> yeah but it'll be here before we know it won't it um it will, it will. um but yeah it definitely in, you know I, I've mentioned the service plans a couple of minutes ago you know we've just they'll be all being reviewed at the moment and you if you look at those on the website you know you can see that volunteering the, the voluntary sector is is referenced and is key to that throughout so it's it's really important that we put some focus and time and prioritize that work where we can yeah brilliant the so you are where you are now you've done your six you've got your six months what does the future look like for Manchester VIP I think what we really really trying to get um, teams using Manchester VIP as um, business as usual. So every time, you yeah. know, just as so really increasing that the take up and use of it um, within our teams, and then it's about growing it out in the community. That's one of our that's one of the key areas of work at the moment. Um, and also um, just thinking a bit more about the volunteers and their journey. So um, I'd like to do some work around incentives, but. Um, rather than just buying a load of stuff, thinking about yeah. what would volunteers want, you know, as part of their volunteering journey. Is it training? Is it a lanyard? Is it access to X, Y, and Z? So I think that's a piece of work that we want to do over the summer. It's um, it's such an interesting area that I think, especially again when you when you take that local authority standpoint with it, because people's motivations of being involved as volunteers and your and your system are often like say hyper local they're community driven and we know volunteers are generally that that may not be their primary reason but in their top three reasons it's that egalitarian wanting to give back wanting to do something for their community mm-hmm. but it is also really important to acknowledge and reward and recognize the hard work yeah. that volunteers do so he's trying to get that balance right of reward versus recognition you know where where do you just need to recognize versus where can you actually reward and what what that reward is 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 really quite a tricky thing to get right i think because it mm. does change audience to audience mm. uh and having a sort of a a choice of awards that you can you can a menu that you can use to uh, mm. to motivate the most appropriate communities with them is is, is a really it's a tricky thing to do and it's it, like I say you can end up spending quite a bit of money on it as a local authority if you're not careful and not get yeah. the outcome that you want. So have you got any thoughts about how that's how are you going to do that? I think for me, I'd like to actually speak, you know, talk to our volunteers. So, you know, yeah. some sort of survey, some sort of, um, you know, having conversations with people. Appreciate we've got a lot of volunteers with us. So need to think about how we do that. And then, like you said, it may vary according to what people are doing. You know, sports incentives might be different to a library's incentives. So, yeah. I do think as well we have a working skills team within the city council so there's something around that added you know volunteering and how that impacts on your um, experience and skills whether that helps you to move into employment or training or all of that sort of stuff so I think that's something that um, would like to have a think about 
and I think one of the other areas as well is around people's um, volunteer leave. So the city council has volunteer leave, and other a lot of other organisations do as I well. Was just so how? To ask you about that. That was going to be my next question. Actually. Right. So it's like a, almost like a prepped you with these questions before. <laughs> you didn't. So yeah. So yeah, that's something as well. I think that um, would be useful to explore and how people yeah. can, with lots of skills, can actually um, support local groups and, and organizations working on the ground. The danger with the three days leave is you've got an awful you've got an awful lot of people in the local authority that have got a particular set of skills that really would be really useful for mm. smaller local organizations and charitable groups and uh, mutual aid groups to, to benefit from. But sometimes making it so it fits in the three days leave they have is a bigger job than they, you know, it's yeah. sort of, it almost becomes overwhelming to try and organize all that. So I can see how that's a, a definite it's got such potential, but it's also such a, a technical challenge, logistical challenge to, to try and engage the, the staff to use those skills appropriately rather than just sending them out to paint a, a fence for a day, which is, yeah. You know, I mean, the treasurer of the city doing that feels like a waste of their skills and they could be doing something so much more impactful. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're right. I think it is about, you know, just telling MCC or any staff that this is here and you yeah. if you proactively look you can find something that would potentially suit the skills you've got areas of the council now built into their procurement they have social value you know it's all, yes. it's all there so yeah. how how that's used you know one avenue could be volunteering so i think there's a big area of work around that as well we have like certain priorities and programs happening across the city so uh, in manchester at this 2022 is our year so that's a year focused around young people okay um so again there's lots of activity happening across the city focused on young people and again there could be opportunities to volunteer to support some of that across across we, the next six the, months i mean the current trends are that um we've seen a five-fold increase in young in younger people volunteering and the more traditional audience has, has dropped away as on the back of covid but we're seeing a real explosion in in youth volunteering because it's been so heavily encouraged by universities, schools, colleges. But the type of opportunities those guys want to do are slightly different to the yeah. type of opportunities that, you know, my dad wants to do, who's 73 years of age and uh, goes to the local golf club and that's where he volunteers. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, I think, to make sure you've got the right opportunity types available for what people are looking for. Yeah. And they're flexible enough and short enough to suit the audience, but not they don't they're not so expensive for you to put those things on that they become a problem in and of themselves that you're not getting the value of money you need back from the volunteer, so to speak, the return mm -hmm. on investment for the effort that goes in. Yeah. Um, so last question, we're nearly there. <laughs> How about for you personally? What's uh what you've you've now had a taste of this world of volunteer management. Is there uh is there anything particular for you that you want to sort of to develop or grow? I think um I don't do any formal volunteering. Oh here we go, there we go. <laughs> See, that's that's uh yeah um, the big reveal right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Um I don't and you know I I do think, you know. I should really do some volunteering, particularly now my children are a little bit older and, I, you know, I, I have that ability, a bit more time on my hands. Um, so I would like I to I can't do wait some. for them days. When, when does that start? I want to know when that, that little, yeah. little time on your hands starts. Yeah, so, you know, I, I do generally go and do some litter picking and stuff at the end of the road and in the green space and stuff. So I do do a little bit, but nothing formal. So I think I need to, you know, I should I should make more use of my time and do some volunteering. I think that would be something we need to All do. right, well, when we get you on the podcast again next year, we'll follow you up on that and see how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practice what I preach, I think. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, don't, don't do as I do, not do as I do, do as I say. Yeah, You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Claire, for your time. It's been uh, it's been lovely to hear about the the work you're doing in Manchester, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you again in the future and see how you're getting on.